Welcome back to the Perth Business Podcast. On this episode, I talk to Katie Leenan from The Second Salon. We talk all about how she got started in essential oils and how she turned it into a business. We also talk about how she manages running a side hustle while she works full-time, the concept of burnout and how to maintain a lifestyle while maintaining a business. There are plenty of gems for anyone thinking of starting a business in this episode, so we hope you enjoy it. So, how do you have your whiskey? I think just straight, please. Okay, okay. From the house of Suntory Whiskey established 1923, blended Japanese whiskey. That's Japanese is smooth, right? It is, yeah. And you haven't tried this one before. <gasps> Cheers. Yes. Yay. Are we have a taste. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, that's good, eh? It's so good. It's so good. Mm. It's probably my favourite one. That one and the Dugart whiskey. Um, to be honest, I haven't had an afternoon or evening podcast in a while. We've done a lot of weekend mornings. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of our coffee, please, kombucha, water. Um, and I'm like, eh, you don't want a wine at 10 o'clock on a Sunday? <laughs> Guys. Because you're like morning coffee or yeah. evening wine. And then I was like, three o'clock. Yeah, like, you're like, <laughs> are, we, are we pushing it? <laughs> um, so yeah, we do we do like it when someone joins us on the level of like <laughs> we want a whiskey. I'm like, yes, I'm always down for a whiskey post 12, 12 p.m. Thanks so much for taking the time to come down and chat to me. We met through a current colleague of mine and your past colleague. Yes. Yes. Yes, who Mel. is lovely. Mel. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yes. Thank you so much for coming down to chat with me and it was so great to meet you. Where were where were we? What was that? We were at bullshit. Innovation theatre. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, innovation something, bullshit something. Yeah. 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 Innovation, b- bullshit, no innovation. bullshit, innovation. Yeah. Well, actually, we'll link it in the podcast yeah. notes. <laughs> um, it was really fun. It was the first time I was exposed to that, but the first time I met you, which was lucky, very lucky. I know. Yeah. I thought yes. you were quite a wicked person. Oh, so. thank you. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you for taking the time to join us on the Perth Business Good. Podcast. You do. T- take us through while I do the unveiling mm-hmm. of your, or what should I say, unboxing, unwrapping of your product. Take us through what you do and what your business mm-hmm. is. So, um, the second salon is an essential oil brand mm-hmm. um, that I developed myself five years ago. Um, so one thing that's interesting is uh, when I launched five years ago, I, I didn't actually sell essential oils, which is really weird. Yeah. Um, so just to backtrack a little bit, I've been using essential oils since I was a teenager in the 90s. Um, they're obviously very popular at the moment, um, but sort of before they kind of hit hit their stride you know I've been using them all of this time I've always you know I've been obsessed with them yeah so I launched the business um five years ago and it, it took a really long time to sort of press go on it um and while I had essential oils in my products I wasn't actually selling essential oils so yeah. it probably took me about I don't know maybe three years to mm-hmm. say hang on a minute what am I doing this needs to be an essential oil business mm-hmm. and then I've slowly kind of pivoted along the way um and while I'll probably come out with a few um, extra products and a few mm-hmm. people asking me for them, um, at the moment, you know, there it's an essential oil brand. Awesome. So we have here one called A Good Life. It's lemon grapefruit, grapefruit white. So there is a difference. I didn't realise there was white grapefruit and red. Is it red or pink? Orange? Pink, yeah. pink grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realise that until like a few years ago. Um, I thought they were the same and some were just like anemic. But no, it turns oh, out they're two different yes. things. Um, how do you say that? Pettigrain? Pettigrain, okay. Cypress and rosemary and clary sage. 
I love this little thing on the side. Live like a tortoise. Is that like the how to use live like a so, tortoise? So, uh, so there is a story behind oh, this. Yes. So, this is actually the first collaboration project I've done. Great. Um, so, I did it with two amazing humans, um, and their business is called Cura Studio, and they are ceramicists. And we met. Uh, we met at Stackwood years ago, and we've been sort of talking about doing this for a really long time. So they actually created a ceramic uh, oil burner and the oil goes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I just love them. They're just the best. Yeah. And so we sat down and we said, you know, what is what do we want the oil to smell like? And we were just sort of sitting around, um, you know, having a cup of tea and eating some cakes <laughs> and sort Cute. of saying, um, you know, like, let's just appreciate the good things that we have and you know like we 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 don't want to sort of be so naive to sort of say there's nothing wrong with the world or we don't have our own personal challenges but you know there are some really amazing things that we get to do in our lives and I think because we all um the three of us you know all sort of have creative businesses you know like let's just sort of take a step back and Mm. appreciate how good that is um and so we wanted it to be you know kind of um, a bit more of a lighter blend yep. and just really uplifting and happy. Um, so it's got the the three citrus notes in there, which are just, you know, citrus will always make you feel good. It's always yep. bright and happy. Um, and there's a few more serious notes in there as well. Yeah, um, the rosemary. I like that. Yeah, the rosemary really picks you up. Mm-hmm. The cypress. Um, so cypress comes from these amazing majestic trees. Um, I understand in Italy, I think there's a bit of a folklore about protective qualities with yep. the cypress tree. Um, but, you know, trees are always really grounding and calming and just – cypress is one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, and the clary sage as well. It's just like this really kind of muted, earthy, kind of really grounding um, herb as well. Yeah. I have so many questions. Um, yeah. We'll get into that. But the second one is breathe. And I think <laughs> – if you remember this from yes. when we said, yeah, because <laughs> I saw you were blending yeah. new scents on your Instagram mm-hmm. stories, and I was like, oh my goodness, I love the combo of peppermint and eucalyptus because I struggle with hay fever, mm-hmm. and um, I had just run out of my because uh, I used to I went to Mauritius and I we um, one of my so my best friend who's from there, she took me to this sort of the spa salon place where they made up the scents for you or you could get the individual ones on their own and I got peppermint I got um eucalyptus and I got um starts with the y oh ylang 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 yeah yeah and I use that one for my washing but I use the other two um in my diffuser to open mm-hmm. up my sinuses because yeah. it is a really a tough time in that like yeah. <laughs> hay fever period it yeah. really wrecks you um so thank you i really appreciate it. this has also got cedarwood atlas and lemons very yeah. a nice simple one that um yeah really i think it works doesn't it i think so. i mean eucalyptus i mean there's no argument there um mm. that it definitely opens up your airways and it was funny i remember it, like it was so long ago I was at work and, I, I mean, you know, sometimes people think you're a crazy hippie when you talk <laughs> about essential oils and someone had talked, mentioned Vicks or something and 
think they were sort of like, shut up, crazy hippie, you know, I'll just use VIX. And, <laughs> you know, you sort of have to stop yourself from saying the main ingredient in VIX yeah. is essential oils. <laughs> um, so it's a bit of a tricky one. But, um, but yeah, I did bring that blend for you because it's really nice and fresh and great for hay fever. I kind of think it smells like, um, like if you know, if you go to King's Park on a, mm. like a wintry day, yeah. when the trees kind of release all of their oils with the yeah. rain, it kind of smells like that to me. Yeah, so it is like a little smack of perth. Right. Mm. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, I wish we had like a scent thing in the podcast so we could like, <laughs> while you're listening, you can have a sniff along. Yeah. I mean, one thing you can do when people ask me, you know, how do I diffuse them at work or you know, in a place where you don't have a diffuser? You know, sometimes you just can, you know, get a cotton bud or get a tissue mm. and put a couple of drops on and just put it next to your desk. And, oh, that's good. You know, it's that simple. And I, I mean, I have this habit sometimes I sort of do an anti-sales pitch to people right? you don't need this you know just keep it simple get fewer oils and yeah you know yeah yeah I bought those um <clears throat> like a little car attachment that goes on your air vent oh, with yeah. the volcanic stone in it um and I use that um it's a weird one though because it's wood on the outside and I feel like it absorbs essential oils before it gets to the stone okay so I need to find like a dropper to be able to get from like the essential oil bottle into the actual stone because I feel like it's just being wasted at the moment. But that is a really good thing because for me when I walk, like I've had my car for years, nearly 10 years actually now, um, and it just doesn't, hasn't got that new car smell. Yeah. It hasn't got a great <laughs> smell. We had a little bit of swamp boot situation Aww. in winter when it rained. So it's kind of like it's little simple things like that where you, yeah. you're not having to like wear the essential oils or remember mm-hmm. to bring it with you as long as you've got that little thing in your car and the essential oil bottle in, you know, yeah. glove department good to go and yep. I love it it's just so yep. nice it makes you feel so happy yeah yeah yep. yeah awesome. so I have many many questions yes. for you um how long have you been doing this so I started the business five years ago um before that I mean it, it, it was in my head in so many different iterations mm-hmm. for so long before that and um, I say okay so just to backtrack to yeah. when I was a little kid so you know there's like really annoying little kids who you know set up businesses and knock on the neighbor's doors <laughs> yeah. and I'm like can you just buy this random yeah. thing that I've just decided to sell you yeah. or can I wash your car <laughs> or come to my casino that I've just made in the driveway I love it yeah so I was that person and mm-hmm. like I was that weird kid like I would watch you know Koshi's business builders on Saturday morning what yeah um so I've always you know like I always knew I'd have my own business yeah um and maybe if it wasn't you know for the fact I was a bit risk averse or maybe you know I guess some people and probably especially girls and women are conditioned to sort of take the safe route yeah um so maybe if it wasn't for that I would have done it sooner but um yeah I was living in Melbourne and I remember thinking yeah I need to do it like I need to start something I don't know what it is Mm -hmm. and it probably was you know bouncing around in my head for a few different years sort of trying to work out what to do yeah um and then sort of gearing up before I'd launched or even developed the brand I studied you know some cosmetic chemistry Mm -hmm. courses and I mean, my main objective was I, I wanted to be able to talk to a cosmetic chemist without sounding like a fucking idiot. Um, I mean, that was really important to yeah. me. And I just wanted to make sure I was being sensible uh, and safe. Yeah. And I wasn't, you know, passing on or selling any products to customers that wouldn't be safe. And yeah. I, I take this really seriously. And I think it's a really big responsibility. Um, I mean, you, you know, 
I mean, things like a face moisturiser, you know, it needs... Well, I mean, you can get preservative-free ones, but generally they need a preservative system in there or else mm-hmm. it can grow all sorts of weird shit in there and, like, you mm. just don't want to be passing that on to someone. So so I started the cosmetic chemistry courses. Um, I remember, and, and I am really risk-averse and that's in my nature, and I remember just before I launched, I was on the phone to a cosmetic chemist in Sydney and I was I was just being weird about <laughs> this product and I was just going overboard with how you know how sort of risk averse I was being and she sort of turned around and said to me you know like you you're going a bit far you know and if if you're going to be this risk averse maybe maybe this isn't for you right and I got really annoyed yeah not at her just in my own head and I was like this is for me yeah um and I and I'm doing it you know and I think you know sort of um, being brave or whatever you know it's obviously not sort of not being scared it's being scared and just you know making sure you've taken all of the sensible steps that you need to and then just sort of doing it anyway yeah yeah um so I getting like that. yeah it's and it's funny because some someone said to me a few months ago you know how do you do this if you are risk averse and yeah. I said well you you do it anyway you know you you do it and you're scared but what's really hard is when you've developed something and with this business I do everything and um you know I'm not a designer um I don't know, you know, I've never been trained in any of those things, but I've sort of had to work out how to do it. But launching the business, you know, you feel like someone's reading your diary. It's it's yeah. so personal and it's not, you know, because I'm a, I'm a marketing manager as a day job and obviously you have agencies um, and you have decent budgets um, and you sort of get a lot of the work done for you, but it's not the case, you know, you're just sort of putting it out there and it's can be really scary. Yeah, yeah. Totally. By the way, that scent is like filling up the room a little bit. I don't know if you can smell it from there. Oh. You're probably so used to it, but I can... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm getting over yeah. here, but it might be... There might the be like an yeah. um, event or something yeah. blowing it your way. Yeah, oh, I like it. Um, yeah, no, that's a really important point. I love that. It just took me back to when I was a kid and I used to take my mom's lovely candles... Um, they weren't like special, but she used to buy candles, and then I'd take them out the back, and because it was so hot in summer in South Africa, it would melt down on the on the table, and then I would mold it into this like horrific, monstrous oh. thing and try and sell it to my neighbours. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh wow, this is great." Meanwhile, like the before version was actually <laughs> worth money. Like, so I had a feeling you might relate to that yeah. story, and you might be the same. I mean, obviously you are because you've gone and set yeah. up your own podcast. So obviously, you know you. you you know, we're cut from the same Yeah, part, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I love that. Um, very relatable, I think. Yep. And I like that you touched on, like, the the whole – because the hippie thing, right? So essential oils, they're in a lot of products that we already use. So mm-hmm. eucalyptus is not a new thing for me. It's not mm-hmm. – you know, peppermint is – it's in our, like, obviously the essential oils might not be in it, but, like, in ice cream, gum, all the things yeah. we use. So we know what they are and we're familiar with mm-hmm. them. Um and it's maybe like how media or how, um, yeah, I guess culturally how it's been shown to us that essential oils fit in this specific bucket. And then you made a point to say, you know, preservatives are a thing that you have to consider because you don't want to be infecting people's skin or creating um, conditions that might be born out of something that could have been avoided mm-hmm. by a preservative. So when you did all your coursework and all of that sort of thing, um, to professionally, I suppose, establish you in the industry. What was a key takeaway for you that you were kind of like, you know, it's not very well-known knowledge, 
but it's very important for our industry. Mm-hmm. So would it be the preservative thing or a well, safety? Um, so with essential oils, because mm-hmm. they're, um, they're 100% pure, so they don't need a preservative, mm. um, it's more if you're, say, um, you know, doing an emulsion with, um, with like an oil and adding something else to it. Yeah. So it would be more relevant there. But I think for me, you know, I tried to sort of stay away from that and I just thought, you know, someone can do this better than I can mm-hmm. and I just you know I don't I don't want to go there I want to sort of focus on what I know mm-hmm. um and that's essential oils and so in addition to um doing the cosmetic chemistry I traveled to New York and did my certification um so that would have been um in November 19 so yeah. a few months before COVID hit yeah um but I went over there and you know learned from some of the best people in the industry awesome um, which was amazing yeah it was yeah it was the best experience ever yeah because I feel like not just anyone can do it as well um it sounds simple but it's really not um and something like the only reason I sort of sort of know that is my friend wanted to start making soaps um I think it was out of like COVID everyone had these little Mm -hmm. business ideas out of their homes and she was like I make them for myself anyway I just need to you know um I'm gonna turn it into something and looking into it, she was like, oh, my God, she quickly gave up on the idea, not because she didn't want to follow the like the correct route, but she was like, it's actually a lot harder than you think it would be. So the people selling soaps, doing the essential oils at markets, those sort of things, they're not just, you know, fluffing about in their backyard and being like, yeah, look, I made mm-hmm. this thing. Anyone could do it. Yeah. There's a lot of accreditation, a lot of like um, certifications and courses and things that you and licenses that you need to have to be able to sell this product to human beings, your fellow people. Um, you can't just, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, to that point, the, sometimes the opposite of that is true. Yeah, so right. sometimes, you know, when I was starting out, I was like, hang on a minute, you know, what are these accreditations and licenses and things yeah. I need? And sometimes there aren't any. Yeah, right. Um, and within the industry, I mean, there's a lot of terms that get thrown around, but mm-hmm. they're not you know they're not defined they're not they don't really mean anything I mean if you say to someone what does natural mean you know you could get as many different answers as people that you ask and it's not a clear-cut thing and so one thing I struggled with was you know and sort of being the type of person I am I sort of wanted this checklist to Mm. say these are all the things I have to do but it's like no you're, you're on your own you know you're writing your own checklist and you're making sure you tick all the boxes yeah and that's really difficult. Yeah, right. Because you're just like, if I get caught out, somebody's going to let me know I've done the wrong thing and that's how you learn, which is quite a big risk. It's like... Well, it is. And I mean, you know, we're all human and you see, you know, some big brands, you know, sometimes mm. they have slip ups um, and they have to recall products. And, you know, sometimes it happens and yeah. um, it's a really tricky thing. Um, yeah. And I, I think there's this product recall website you can go to. Probably oh, don't want to okay. go that. Might be a bit yeah. scary, but um, not just in this industry, but in I mean, you see, you know, across the board, like you know, baby products or you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. things are getting recalled yeah. from time to time, and it's yeah, it's a scary one. I, I think as well with cosmetic chemistry, one thing that a cosmetic chemist I was working with sort of kept saying to me. And I had to say it a few times because it wasn't mm-hmm. sinking in. Is you know this is an applied science. There isn't a black and white answer because I was sort of saying, "Tell me the answer to this," and yeah. she's like, "I don't know the answer." Yeah, you know you have to test it. Yeah, and you know you have to see what the results are, and they might be different. You yeah. know, as you, you go along, um, and that's one of the really hard things. 
Yeah, right. So how much testing did you have to do to get, say, this product, Breathe, out to market? So with these, with the 100% pure essential oils, it, it they're more kind of straight up. So it's just the oil mm-hmm. um, and they're all natural. So because they don't have anything added, um, there's less risk of, um, you know, like, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't have like a um, like a any sort of infections or like fungus or mold or anything yeah. like that. You just you don't get that yeah. with with oils um, like that. It'd be more if I was say, you know, mixing it into a face cream. Oh, okay, that's yeah. when you know you start to get into that kind of tricky yeah. area. That makes sense. So, um, have you gone down the route of testing um, specifically? Like, oh, yeah, I guess a scientific sort of route, t- testing how essential oils can help in other products to solve particular problems. I think, like, adding them into other things, it's probably more something I do personally or I might do, yeah. you know, for friends yeah. um, or, like, family members. So, um, and, and I, I kind of don't get too much into the therapeutic mm-hmm. benefits of essential oils Um I think it's it's a tricky area. I mean, if people ask me, like, I definitely tell them what I think. Mm. But um, I'm really cautious about going in there and sort of saying, you know, these solve these problems. And, I mean, at the end of the day, essential oils will not solve your problems. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you've got a serious health condition, yeah. they're not going to solve it. Um, but what they can do is sort of support you. So yeah. they might help relax you or uplift you. Um, you know, they might help with the skin condition, something like that. with breathing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, But yeah, I kind of of wait to be asked most of the time before I talk about those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, But what is interesting is, um, like for family members, so, you know, my brother-in-law has a dodgy knee and I've got a a nephew who, you know, loves to jump on people and (laughs) aggravate it. And I made him, um, you know, like a knee oil and she's like it's amazing you know sort of fix everything so things like that where you know if it's for friends or family happy to do it um, if someone asks me but yeah I haven't kind of built that into the products yeah oh that's interesting because they could almost be your little test subjects for that sort of thing (laughs) yeah they are yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. no I like that that's cool um that's really interesting so I, I feel like we've got our heads around the product now in terms of starting a business in this industry and particularly in Perth because um, I imagine it's it's obviously an international and a worldwide sort of knowledge mm-hmm. that people have 100% pure essential oils. They have some conception of it. Mm-hmm. What did you think of starting or how did you find starting this business in Perth in particular, um, especially since travelling to the States? Yeah, it's – so I guess I'll say most of the time I've been working full-time as well. Yeah. So I've been doing it on the side, which – I mean, I guess that probably changed my approach a little bit and allowed me to go in there in a much more relaxed way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, you know, we all know this is a, a terribly cluttered market, yeah. um, obviously. Um, and I think some of the big brands, you know, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. So, you know, they've brought a lot of awareness to essential oils, but they've also created a lot of competition in the market mm-hmm. as well. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I I guess I've sort of taken my time Mm -hmm. and I've used it as a creative outlet for myself. Um, I I guess I haven't had that financial pressure Mm -hmm. to make a lot of money from it yet, Um, which, again, double-edged sword. um, Maybe I've taken my time too much with some areas. Sure, yeah. Um, 
I mean, one thing I know is I definitely need to create more scale with the mm-hmm. business. And I've, I mean, the indicators are there that if I have a bit more scale, you know, I, you know, things will be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the next step for me. Um, did that Shark answer the tank. question? <laughs> like no, you're next on for Shark Tank. Oh God, I don't know if I could. <laughs> and and just I mean just on that, like I don't I don't know if I could take on an investor. I, I feel think. like you wouldn't know till you try, right? Because it's your you know your passion and you know your product. Um, but there's a whole another side of it that you probably mm. wouldn't know until you completely dive into it. But I really do like commend and love the fact that you're doing it as a side hustle because. These days, it's it was a coin, that, um, a term that was coined too loosely, I think, a few years back, and since I think since COVID, actually, it's kind of people take more merit um, or give it more credit, mm. I suppose, because it is a legitimate survival thing. Mm. But it's also now with flexible workplaces, it gives you you know that outlet for your creative outlets, your yep. mental health. Um, more skills, learn skills. So if you're doing, you know, marketing management as your day yeah. job, how on earth are you going to get the opportunity to, you know, learn the aspects of starting a business, um, learn the aspects of natural, you know, I know it's not natural medicine, but like that, yeah. if you wanted to take it down that, you know, how are you yeah, going to learn that definitely. if you're not in that industry? So I think it's a really great diverse way to kind of gain those sort of skills. Definitely. And I, I mean, look, unfortunately, I think you do have some employers who you know, would prefer someone didn't have a side Mm. hustle, which, I mean, it blows my mind. I can't believe anyone thinks that way. And and I always think, you know, if I'm hiring someone or managing someone, I just think, like, you find out so much about yourself and about problem solving and how to make things work from having your own business. Mm -hmm. And I just see it as such an advantage. But, I mean, to the point you just made about having the outlet for creativity... I mean, I need that. Like, Mm. I need to do it. And years ago, I was living in Melbourne and I did a psychometric test and, you know, like, well, the lady said my results were very extreme. (laughs) Um, She said they were the most extreme she'd ever seen in her career. Um, Jeez, wait a minute. You'd be like, okay, like, now I I feel like a freak. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, they... There were a few areas where they, like, really kind of over-indexed. And Mm. she said, you know, like, you have to have a creative outlet. And she said, if you don't have a creative outlet, and she said, it doesn't matter what it is, Mm -hmm. like, if it's in your, you know, day job or if it's a hobby or whatever. She said, if you don't have one, you will shrivel up and die. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, diagnosis received. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I'm like, yep, okay. Um, And that was a couple of years before I started the business, but I always knew this anyway. Yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just, yeah, very disappointing if any employer would, you know, sort of question this. Mm. Um, it's like the old days, right, where, like, school, it was like, oh, the troublesome kids. Or, yeah. And it's like, no, they just have ADHD or they have this yeah. learning difficulty or, like, my brother had hearing difficulty in one ear and it was like, oh, it was a challenge. And you're like, no, yeah. you just need someone to be able to recognise how they learn best. It's not yeah. how they can't learn and how they're difficult. How they learn best is just a way that you, as, you know, a classroom or a school mm-hmm. need to adapt to. And same in life, like, with employment, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, like, one thing that bugs me is, um, like, open plan offices. And I think there's a lot of research that's come out sort of saying they're not that effective. But I always think... You know, when you hire someone, doesn't matter what level they're coming in at, you know, one of the standard questions is, do you want an office or not? Yeah. You know, things like that. Or, uh, you know, I don't care. I don't care where you're working from. I don't care what hours you're doing. Like, just 
do your work and yeah how are you going to work you best? know that's mm. it's for the benefit of everyone but yeah I mean I think I think we're coming along but there might be a bit further to go yeah and the flexibility to choose as well like in my current workplace I love that I've got the opportunity to work from home where sometimes it's really quiet mm-hmm. and I get a lot done in a short amount of time um, or someone's at home it's really distracting and I actually yeah. would prefer to be at the office on the days that I know that people aren't there and then vice versa at work like the past day I think it was was not a good day to go into work because I had so much that I wanted to do like literally ticking off a list of things that I needed to get done and it was so much distraction because it's like festive season and everyone's so excitable and everyone's in the office on the last day to kind of make the most of it um yeah so it's it's interesting to then be able to see those workplaces that you know ours does have levels where they've got pods where you can literally close yourself off and be like awesome see you guys see you guys in a few hours Mm -hmm. when I'm done with this and then we can have team lunch or something yeah yeah definitely and I think as well I mean one thing I'm trying to work on that probably everyone is you know I kind of think one of the biggest skills um that you know people who succeed will need to cultivate is that Mm. ability to manage their own attention um and obviously you know I mean it's the job of <laughs> it's the job of everyone like in Silicon Valley um, to basically ruin our attention spans and you know they've got the best engineers and the best psychologists and everyone sort of being brief to how can we distract everyone yeah and I think yeah who, being able to master that um, you know be, will be one of the most sought after skills and I think like going into a pod and just saying I'm doing this I'm not on my phone not on my emails I'm getting this job done I mean yeah like, it sort of helps everyone yeah yeah, funny. We could go down a whole road. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of technology, um, how do you find it uh, finds a place in your business? And do you have plans or do you have a favourite channel that you like to use for maybe research um, or even for amplifying your business communications? How do you tackle technology? Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people who, um, like, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm. So, <laughs> so I, I mean... You know, sometimes I'm like, how do you get anything done? And <laughs> probably people in my team would think that as well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'll find a way to make things work, but I'm not terribly sort of methodical about it. Yeah. Um, so even things like my website for the business, like if you said, oh, talk me through how you set up your website, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Just sort of plugged away until it was up. And yeah everything seems to be working okay yeah um so yeah I think as well when it is your own business because you're doing absolutely everything and wearing all the hats you know it is pretty hard to set up processes and kind of do things in a certain way I think Mm -hmm. it's more you just it is a bit flying by the seat of your pants and just kind of working things out as you go along yeah I think it's good to have that um acknowledgement as well that you don't necessarily need a process for everything and especially if you're trying to figure out what type of person you are yeah I'm constantly torn between am I a process systematic driven person or am I like very on the fly can do things you know impromptu because I've observed myself do both yeah and I know that I work best in certain situations with one or the other not necessarily just the one yeah so it's interesting as a business owner like how that would work and how you would 
sort of mould together the necessity. So, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously have to – there's some admin tasks, your accounting, the um, if you've got staff, managing staff, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, um, setting your metrics and making sure that, yeah, if you want to scale the business, you're like, oh, well, shit, now I have to put a process in place to scale it. Like, mm-hmm. how, how do you think – how would you sort of tackle that? Do you take advice from people? Do you have a mentor? Do you work it out on your own? How do you sort of do that? So I think – it's probably my default to work things out on my own. Yeah, cool. And that sort of probably runs across everything in my life. But, I mean, we mentioned earlier taking on an investor. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, it's probably something I need to work on. Mm. But I would struggle. Like, I would really struggle just having someone coming in and telling me what to do. Yeah. And, like, I mean, in my day job, it's fine. Like, mm. that's, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But I think with this, because it's mine, I'm like, oh, no, like, I know what's best. And yeah. I think I could, I could probably be a bit too pig-headed mm-hmm. sometimes with thinking I know best. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, um, I don't have a formal mentor, which I probably should have. I probably have some informal mentors. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the time's right. Um, yeah. to definitely have one and um, probably both for the business and you know just professionally in general yeah and I think the good thing to note about mentors formal or informal is you teach them a lot as well yeah so yeah. like no one's ever going to have the exact experience that you've got mm-hmm. so if it was a shark tank investor for example they'd probably be leaning well you'd hope they'd be leaning on you a lot for yeah. that knowledge and the business insight from your like experience point of view mm-hmm. and the product point of view um, and then you're hoping that the partnership is good enough that they can sort of add value to what yeah. you're doing, not change the direction of what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Unless you can see the sense in it and they ha- guide you there, not mm-hmm. tell you to go there. Yeah. It's a very yeah. big, yeah. And I think as well with mentors, I mean, one thing I am conscious of, and I, I like to tell people this if they are sort of talking about getting a mentor, it's like, you know, no one knows everything. Mm. Like we're all making this up as we yeah. go along. <laughs> so... You know, and, and I say this if I give other people advice, you know, who sort of come to me for mentorship and like, I don't know, like I'm telling you what I think, but no. And I think one thing that COVID has highlighted is no one freaking knows what they're doing. Like there's so many experts and they don't know. Mm. Um, so, you know. Yeah. I was going to say the president of America doesn't know, but it's, it's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's a pretty good example. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, you know, some of the best medical experts, yeah. you know, they're working it out as they go along. Mm. So, you know, like take advice on board, but it doesn't mean that you have to listen to it. Mm. And that's just their experience based on their, you know, their sort of experiences in their life and their um, cut of hands that they got dealt and, and those sorts of things that have formed those opinions, you know. Yeah, I think as long as no one's spruiking at you. Like, yeah. So something that I recently sort of um, came to terms with or was to sort of that leverage, well, increased my self-confidence a little bit was we had a message to the podcast and it was like um, just to tr- like someone wasn't even trying to troll us, but they were like, this guest is, you know, so invalidated there, you know they're very what they're talking about is like utter shit and I was like hmm, wow. <laughs> interesting because I've never met you or spoken to you and you've come yeah. at me this way um trying to warn me of this guest's you know illegitimate background and I was like well I've done my research on the guest I've actually had the conversation with them yeah and I happen to still be in communication with them so I was like I wonder what their like doubts and you know all that was grounded on um I decided to look them up and they were not on LinkedIn they were not on social yeah. media <laughs> even the medium that they messaged me on there was like no information on them 
um, barely got like a history, like a job history from 2013 or something. And it's about doing the research, right? Because like I can trust this person and be like, trust no one. Like everyone's like, (laughs) you can take their word for it. But if you dig into your own research or it's grounded on something valid, so say, I don't know, Obviously, with, you know, I'm not getting political, but the president of America, you could say oh, he's got a great um, business background and he was successful in X, Y and Z. But if you take if you take that in isolation, you don't look at the rest of the story. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're choosing to ignore that and you're taking hit a, that advice. Say he's giving you business, business advice based on that one little isolated aspect of his history that may have been successful. But if you look at the rest of it and you're asking for yeah. advice on, you know, how do I deal with this breakup? And like, you know, it's never broken up with anyone in his life and he's giving you all this advice you're like okay Mm, it's that sort of thing and I think in business while I went on a little tangent there I feel like in business if you can resonate with someone's advice on a certain level not specifically you know that they know everything and they're legitimate but for example Gary V have you heard of Gary V probably seen him somewhere yeah he's He's everywhere. Like he's okay. he's on LinkedIn. Like he's just everywhere. He's his sort of method is to have content captured, a hundred percent of the time. So I'm pretty sure he's got someone like following following him with a phone, capturing content all the time. Yeah, okay. And he um he actually admitted himself. He's like I was just spruiking all this stuff that I think thought people wanted to hear, which was all like to be a business owner, you have to be super confident. You have to get it. It's almost like the Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. method. Get up at four a.m. You know, <laughs> four a.m. club, and it's yeah. bullshit if it doesn't work for you. Yeah. So like, if you don't try the th- methods and you don't sort of take their advice with a pinch of salt, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Actually, it reminded me. I did a talk a few years ago. Mm. And, like, yeah, like, I was pretty nervous. I hadn't done it before and I, I guess I did get nervous talking about my own business. And yeah. I got out there and did my talk and then this guy came up to me afterwards and, you know, you can just, you know when you see someone coming. And he was like, <laughs> oh, hey, can I give you some feedback? And oh, jeez, love you that. Know, <laughs> I could see him coming a mile away and I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and... And he was like, oh, you know, he started off, he's like, you shouldn't have had notes. And I was like, okay, yep, cool. Yeah, and sorry, then, are you the expert in yeah, speech and then, speaking? Um, <laughs> and then he was like, he goes, oh, um, yeah, and about your confidence problem. <gasps> Diagnoses <laughs> you with a confidence yeah, problem. Yeah, and it was funny because I'd, you know, from my point of view, I spoke really openly about where I was at that point in time. And I, it was a vulnerable talk mm-hmm. and that's what I intended it to be and that's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And he sort of interpreted this as a confidence problem. Right. Whereas I just thought, you know, I'm just, it's just how it is. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just, this is just how I feel. And I mean, I th- look, I think he was trying to get me into some weird culty yeah. um, development program or something. <laughs> but I just, I mean, I, I more or less walked away. I was just like, oh, just fuck off. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, no. Like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, good on And you. I think... You know, I think if someone is giving you feedback, then, like, I mean, basically what you said, it's like, who are you to give me feedback? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I mean, if it's said with kindness and in a certain way, then that's one thing. But yeah. if not, you know, like, what what are your intentions here? And what yeah. have you done? Yeah. Yeah. What have you done <laughs> yeah. in your life before? Yeah. They should actually prove themselves to you before they try and yeah. help you if they are genuinely trying yeah. to help you. That's so funny. I think my most direct and harsh feedback in life comes from one of my closest friends and 
Like I 100% trust her and there wasn't ever a moment where I was like, oh, this woman's a bitch. Like she's just trying to get me. Because from the start, she was genuine and open about her experience. Um, So everything that she gave me advice on, and it's weird, she's like a step ahead of me in life, like a few steps in all the different variants of my life. So like relationships, jobs, life, like dealing Mm -hmm. with everything. She um, has done it and experienced it. And when there's something that I she hasn't done, she won't give me advice, but she's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what I think it sounds like yeah. you should do because you already know intuitively. Like you were just saying before, the vulnerability that you felt with that speech, you weren't necessarily thinking, oh, my confidence is down. You were like, I'm putting myself out there. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah. So you were putting it in a way that was like, I'm going to be kind to myself and accept it as is. I got my point across. I did what I needed to do. Instead of looking back and being like, it needs to be 100% perfect. I have to act like I'm media trained at you know yeah. x y and z and i think that's the way you should approach giving advice to people as well is you know yeah, what, exactly. like it's your own intuition and, this and is, yeah and i'll never be like a slick kind of smooth sort of talking person Sales like i vibes, will yeah that like that i'll never be that and i, I would never want to be that you know yeah. it's um and, and I, I probably don't really love people who were like that, you know? Um, yeah. And I think if I don't know the answer, I say I don't know. Um, and, yeah, I think that's something some people struggle with. I think some people think they always have to know the answer and, like, well, you don't because who knows? No yeah. one knows. Yeah, and it's not bad to ask a lot of questions either. Yeah. Like, well, if you're asking me advice on this, like, what are you actually struggling with? What do you think you should do? Like, yeah. what are your options? Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess speaking about challenges, what's been the most challenging for you in starting a business, like the scariest thing or maybe something you've overcome already? Um, so I think we've sort of talked about this a bit, but just sort of putting it out there. Um, and I, like when I, because I've, as I said, I started studying cosmetic chemistry before I launched the business and I didn't tell anyone, I didn't tell any of my friends, I don't think I even told my family and then I was sort of kind of working away in the background and then I launched this business and I think my friends were like, what did you just do? <laughs> Girl, is this you? <laughs> like, did you, like, you, and I think, uh, one, I mean, one of the potential issues is people think, you know, you just kind of did it like overnight or something. Mm. And, um, and I, like, I just didn't want to tell anyone and I, I was like, I just need to get clear in my head with what I'm doing first, but... Putting it out there, um, sales, like I I'm not good at sales. Um, Those are the best people though. Yeah. Um, so just kind of, yeah, putting it out there. And I remember the first market I did and it was at this beautiful um, place called Stackwood that's in Fremantle yeah. and they host workshops and there's a retail space um, and they have some um, makers who work out of there and they were the first market I ever did. And I'm so grateful that they let me in because I felt like <laughs> such a rook. Um, but I was just so scared. Um, and I did it, you know. Um, but what was funny is I remember a couple of markets later, I was next to this lady at a store. And it was her first market. Oh, cool. And she's this amazing tattoo artist. And she was selling these prints that she'd done. And she was saying, I'm so nervous. I'm like, yeah, I know, because it's really nerve-wracking and it's really awkward when people come and look at your market store and you just don't want to, like, be in their face, but you don't want to ignore them. And she's like, I'm really nervous, you know, worried about the F-Boss machine. And I was like, 
you know, like you put tattoos on people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why are you nervous about I'm like, I probably cannot think of anything more terrifying than putting a tattoo on a person. <laughs> um, Here's this permanent art that I made. Yeah. <laughs> Have it forever. Pretty yeah. much. Um, but yeah, I think just kind of starting, I mean, that's been one of the really big challenges. In terms of having a side hustle, it's kind of weird and I've, like I feel like this could sound obnoxious and I don't want it to sound like that but like sometimes I'm like I don't know how everything happens like like you know like I work full time um this year I was studying as well so I went back and started postgrad and I was running wow. the business and I was I mean that was hard um <laughs> but I'm like I don't know how everything happens and I'm like it just kind of all comes together and I don't want to sound like a joke <laughs> I, I like how your voice changed <laughs> but, but um and then I'm like, did I do all of that? And I'm like, well, no one else did it. So yeah. obviously you did. And I think, I don't know. I mean, like there's something kind of driving it. Mm. Um, like if there wasn't that drive or that kind of something inside you that needed to do it, like you wouldn't do it. Like it wouldn't get done. Yeah. Like you couldn't just say, I'm going to start a side hustle because no. I think I should. Like you've, you've got to really want to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think what we were talking about just before we started recording was I was saying, you know, I'm really tired, but I love what I do. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, but it's so much fun. I get to do this, but I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's like, how do you balance those two? Like, especially, you know, it's 23rd today, um, Christmas Eve tomorrow. So yeah, kind of thinking, do I just take a few days? Yeah. Or I just turn my phone off, but yeah. I don't yeah. know, we'll see what happens. It's a tricky one and that almost has to just happen when you, like you almost can't plan a burnout and some rest. You have to just yeah. experience it and be like, whoa, I need rest right now. And um, Yes. And it's so, um, so with the essential oil bottles, they all have a little message on the side and all of the messages are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they say things like self-care isn't selfish or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, and Live like a tortoise. I love that. So I will tell you about that yes. in a second. Um, that's not mine. But um, yeah, I mean, I think oftentimes I'm sort of preaching to myself because I'm the worst at resting mm. and taking a break. And yeah, it's sort of, you know, I think I'm the one that needs to hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with the Live Like a Tortoise, so we talked about the collaboration with Cura Studio. And so that is their, like their little tagline. Yeah. Um, so I hope I don't get this wrong and <laughs> <laughs> Serena and Anika, if you hear this, I hope I get it right. Um, so Cura means tortoise mm-hmm. in Indonesian um, and they sort of say, you know, take it slow because you don't have to take it faster or a tortoise takes it slow or something like that. Yeah. So that is that is where that came from oh, and cool. that little tortoise on the bottle, I mean, that's, so cute. that's their little tortoise yeah. that we've used in that. Um, so it's a co-branded cute. bottle um, for people who are listening. These are gorgeous bottles, by the way. Oh, I really like the you. labels. Yeah, they're gorgeous. I love the little tortoise. He's cute. Um, <laughs> but it's a good message. And I was, oh, it was a few days ago and I was just stressing out and I was trying to get a few things done. And I like, I think I was labelling some of those bottles and I, the little tortoise was like looking up at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can see you. Yes. <laughs> Go slow. Got it. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. Yeah. 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 I love that. I think... Um, you made a good point where it's like, I'm tired, but I love what I do. And I think anyone who 
has a side hustle or has something that they do that they really love, it has to be some sort of obsession that you can mm-hmm. be like in a good way, a little bit obsessed about it and super passionate because mm-hmm. um, that's the drive. That's where the drive comes yeah. from, right? Not necessarily what you want to get out of it, although that can contribute. Yeah. Um, and then because it's such like an obsession or a passion, like you can almost relate to gamers who are like they spend hours and hours, but then you realise, oh, my eyes are really sore. I'm not getting enough sleep. It's in- interrupting my work life mm-hmm. or whatever, friendships, that sort of thing there needs to be a balance and I think there's so many podcasts that I've done with um, business owners who um, will be honest and say like I really struggle with that because I can tell people you know x y and z take this break do Mm -hmm. this these are the methods but then they don't do it themselves and then they recognize when they burn out Um, and yeah it's just something that you have to be self-disciplinary about right like you have to say yeah and yeah it's hard but I I suppose as well to your point about friends like Mm. um like, if you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> mm. I think sometimes people struggle. Like, if you're sort of like, oh, I can't come out tonight or I've got this deadline. And, yeah, it's funny because I've um, taken a couple of months off in between jobs. And mm. so I'll be at the coffee shop in my bathers every morning. And, you know, I've got this amazing little community and people are like, oh, you know, just chilling out, lady of leisure. And I'm like, yeah, you're like oh. nah. <laughs> like, I was up till midnight last night and... I look chill because I'm in my bathers, but I'm really stressed out and yeah. my mind is ticking over all of those things that I have to do. Yeah. And I'm going, yeah, I'm going to the beach in the morning. It's amazing. But I'm working really hard. Yeah. And I'm like, just because it doesn't look like it. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard sometimes for people to to kind of get it. Yeah. Do you find that you fit that morning time in on your, because you said you were really process driven and you need like almost like a tick box of what you need to do to, you know, even get through a day. Is that how you fit in leisure so time? So I think I was probably like that setting up the business. Mm. I think now I'm not and mm. I need to be more like that. So I think I'm probably a bit chaotic <laughs> with my own business. Sure, yeah. Um, but then like I like last night I was up, to 11 writing invoices and because I hate invoices I'm so slow at writing them and I'm just I'm like oh this is so boring <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I was watching a really bad Christmas movie I'm not saying what it is because I'm embarrassed <laughs> oh, um, <come> on. <laughs> and it's just no it was love actually but it's such oh, a bad it. it's such a bad movie it's and so good it's horrible it's <laughs> but it has so many bad messages in it yeah, I'm like this terrible. is so not okay yeah um anyway I was watching that doing invoices <laughs> last night till like 11 yeah you know and again like I was at the you know coffee shop in my bed this this morning and you know, everyone's like, oh, you're so chilled out, you know, yeah, what you're like, doing. Ooh. I'm like, I'm not chilled out at all. <laughs> you're like that um, Leslie Nope meme of from Parks and Recs where she's oh, like, I'm it. 100% chill all of the time. <laughs> she is completely not. Like, she's the yeah. least chill person that anyone knows. Um, but, no, I think that's a really good point because people do ju- tend to judge on, like, you know, face yeah. value. Unless you've got a physical injury, they expect you're exactly. all, like... And I think, I mean, I've been told I'm one of those people who looks chill all the time and mm. I I mean I do worry like professionally like I don't want people to think I'm a bit blase about mm. things I'm like I'm actually pretty highly strong <laughs> most of the time like and I think I don't know for some reason I think I'm one of those people who just seems chill on the outside I'm like I'm not chill yeah at all yeah right yeah interesting so, so you're gonna work on sort of managing that sort of yeah, thing. yeah. I think so yeah, yeah. I think we'll always sort of if it's your personality, you'll always have to work at it, right? And yeah. like, it is effort. Mm. It's like going to therapy. You have to do it and consciously do it, mindfully do it yeah. all the time. Yeah. 
and you'll slip up because no one's perfect. Yes, it's not a straight tra- trajectory. It's a you know, mm-hmm. it's a curve. It's it, up and down. Life is like that. So it's good that you recognise it though. Yeah, but um, I mean, you're mentioning burnout before. Like, it, it's so easy to for it to creep up on you. Mm. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah, now. like I said, like last, you know, this year I was working full time, studying post grad, I'm running the business, and then it kind of crept up on me. And it's like, what did you think would happen if yeah. you're doing an assignment at two in the morning? You thought on you'd a sleep night? through a night. <laughs> you know, That's like, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so are you going to take a break over Christmas break? Um, we'll see. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'll try to. Yeah. 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 I like to take a break when other people are not taking breaks. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah. like to not take a break over December because um, I find myself the busiest, but also the most motivated over December okay. period, yeah. which is weird. Sometimes it's like definitely with work, but also with personal. And then because it's my social time of year like I go out and do that all Mm -hmm. that stuff at the end of the year or at the key like dates in the year where it's everyone is like out and about and so I feel like if I take a break I'm not taking a break I'm just leaving more room for the busy stuff like socializing and doing my own personal projects Mm -hmm. so I just I go hard in December like November through maybe from September to December and then January Feb and March is when I'll, yeah. like, I'll probably take a break, maybe even April, although I don't like to holiday over Easter because of all the children everywhere. Um, <laughs> not that I don't like children, but I don't like children. <laughs> don't like children around <laughs> when yeah. I'm trying to relax. Yeah. Um, and then August, I think, is a sneaky, perfect holiday period of the year because no yeah, matter okay. where you are in the world, when you can travel, it's the perfect season, whether it's spring or autumn. Um, and then there's no kids around usually. Yeah. So I've never been that sort of considered organised yeah. holidays. Like, even when I went to New York, I, I think it was maybe two months before, maybe even less. Mm. I was like, I'm going to go to New York and do this thing. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I'm, yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never even sort of thought things out yeah. that far in advance. I've only recognised that as a pattern because I think those are my burnout periods. Okay. I burn out in April and I burn out in August. And it's weird because, like, April's, you've had a million public holidays, but mm-hmm. I find it quite stressful because for me I'm really social and I get my energy from people but I yeah. also I'm like an extroverted introvert so yeah. I get my energy from people yeah. but I, they also sap a lot of my energy yeah. so after those like holiday periods my burnout is in those weird like quarter year sort of you know yeah yeah I totally get that yeah and mm. I find um like I'm so tired on a week where there's a public holiday it's exhausting. It's and so you get to day three and you're like, what the hell? How do I get through five day weeks? This is insane. Yeah, but I feel like it kind of lulls you into this false sense of security that you're so relaxed. But then most of us still have to get the same amount of work done. Yeah. Right? We, so we have to fit five days work into four days. Yeah. And yeah, no, I always feel crappy. Yeah. So yeah, I'd rather not have them. Yeah. Yeah. Or have them consistently so your body could get yeah. you your mind could get used to <laughs> yes, it like four day weeks yeah yeah amen that'd be great yes please well i hope you enjoy your break and thank you so much for taking the time two days pre-christmas at the we've just had announcement of masks and almost <gasps> lockdown panic um but we've managed to avoid the lockdown thank That's goodness so um and you're going out tonight have martinis so I you am. just started on a really strong note i, I feel know. yes so um, Taryn has been amazing and brought this beautiful Japanese whiskey in <laughs> for Sipping us, away, yeah. um, which is lovely, at three o'clock, which is an odd time. It's four o'clock now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've, uh, I've said to my friends I'm martini master tonight. Mm. Um, 
So we hope for the best. I can't wait to hear the verdict. Yeah. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to that episode. Make sure you follow us, rate and review on the channel that you listen to us on. It really helps us spread the message for our local business owners and helps other entrepreneurs on their journeys as well. Thanks, guys. See you here next time. Bye.